knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about the end of the world as you know it. And what I mean by that is, it may not be the end of the world, but I think your world's about to change. Um, There are so many things coming right now. <clears throat> that we actually, I think we're going to break this into two episodes. That's how, how many things are coming. But basically, there is so much going on that is going to affect how you live and how your life is in 2023, 20, basically between now and 2025. I expect dramatic changes. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to talk about what they are and maybe mm-hmm. some of the things that we can do to prepare for them. Because there is a lot coming, and it, it's kind of a little scary. Because change is hard, and some of it can be really detrimental and revamp everything you know. So, kind of wanted to jump right into it. One of the first things that's kind of really concerning for me is is the situation with Taiwan and China. Right. Um, there is a lot going on there, and a lot to unpack. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the BRICS bank and, and external money stuff and Russia, Ukraine. We got, dude, there is so much going on. The Great Reset, the World Economic Forum. Yeah. What is what is the Great Reset? I'm always hearing uh, hearing about this. Why don't you why don't you fill me in? I'm not uh, up to snuff All on right. that one. <clears throat> so we've done episodes and, and people kind of like to think it's a fantasy, mm. but you know, the whole, um, it's basically the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. right? And there's this guy, Klaus Schwab. Right, and, isn't he? He's the James Bond supervillain, right? Yeah, exactly. And, right. uh, and there's all the big money people, you know, the Rothschilds and, and like that. Um, basically, a bunch of corporations 
got together and created this World Economic Forum. And basically, they try and push their agenda. And they include people like Bill Gates and and just a lot of the, the big dogs, right? Um, but every company kind of has a hand in it. I mean, I think there was, I, we went through a list a while back. We, we did an episode. And uh, so they had, um, they had uh, IBM and Apple and all the big companies that are influencers are right. a part of the economic forum. So anyway, so what the Great Reset is, though, is this group basically has plans for the future of the world. And they have ties to all these governments. You guys probably don't know this, but corporations are able to influence government um, policy? what governments do and, and policy. Yeah. I know that Strange. sounds shocking. Are you saying that there out- are politicians in this world that would accept bribes to do things that they wouldn't normally do? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. So anyway, basically, that's kind of what's going on here is they're like, hey, we can shape the world and they say into a better place. But the Mm -hmm. problem is better for all the people in this group. Exactly. Are kind of the people in the world who seem to think that they're uh, that the world would be better without you. Mm. And and that's kind of a concerning thought. Right. Um, what they mean there's is too many people, Chuck. There's too get many rid of people. Uh, who is the one? Uh, I think Prince Charles or King Charles now, his brother, oh, is the one who said, "I'd like to come back as a virus, <laughs> so I could kill everybody." Is it Andrew, Andrew yeah, I think, pedophile. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it's great. I I turned on the news this morning, and I it was all, you know, wall to wall. King Charles and you know, like inbred pedophile uh yeah. party going on over there. So right, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, the one who was at Epstein Island and he was like, I don't sweat that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. he was like, Wait, uh, I wasn't at Epstein Island because uh, you know, I don't even sweat. So the girl said I was dripping sweat all over, and that's mm-hmm. not even possible. Yeah, I'm a lizard sweat, person and r- lizard people, they don't yeah. sweat. Lizard people don't sweat. Exactly. Right. So that's how that went. But so the idea is they basically they came up with this concept where they say you will own nothing and you will like it. Mm-hmm. And it would be better if the government owned everything because then and then they and it's actually not even the government would own everything. They want it so that corporations own everything mm-hmm. and you basically rent from them and they take care of all your needs. I mean, right. that kind of sounds nice. People people are lazy. Yeah, they are lazy. And they don't know what to do with their themselves, you know? Somebody has to let them know, you can't drink all that soda. It's not good for you, you know? You need to get your, your protein from insects. That's the best way to do it. That is excellent. And And the thing is, you don't realize this, but it turns out social media and things like that can actually shape your opinion. And control mm. the way a portion of society thinks. Right. And they basically want to shape the world into their utopia where you're kind of their, you know, if I'm going to be Alex Jones for a minute, you're kind of their slave and you just produce some products and they tell you what to do and you just take your little videos and be happy. Right. I mean, it's basically already happened with uh, devalued currency and all, leave, all of the uh, houses being bought up the way they are. Like my kid, 
he's never going to be able to buy a house. You no. know what I mean? That's that's out of the out the window at this point. You know that that game's over. Private property, not really a thing for individual citizens, just for corporations. That that in its own is terrifying, and I mean, just the way the world is shaping up. Um, so we did an episode. You can go back check out great reset stuff. But that's the broad strokes. Is basically evil corporations trying to control everything, make you a slave to the man. It ends bad. So how do you prepare for something like that? I think the idea is you basically learn to take care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one, right. I, I wouldn't want to give up those guns. Two, I would want to be able to provide my own food and take care of my family. Yep. And I sure as heck would not be want to be completely dependent on my job and my stuff. And and what I mean by that, I'd look for ways to bring in money that you can be in control of. Right. Um, ways where you're your employer, things like that. And ways to be self-sufficient and self-sustaining, um, kind of that off-grid lifestyle. And by off-grid, it doesn't, don't think of it as much as being living off nature as not being dependent on other people. You're right. away from the grid. You create your own. So any step you can take that other people don't control it, but you control it, mm-hmm. that's going to make you a better better off in this situation. Um, definitely being able to provide your own food, to have your house you know, paid off would be the dream, but either right. way, take care of your bills so you can be in control. And obviously, if you own your own stuff, things are going to be a lot better. Right. Um, what else is going on in the world, Kevin? Solar flares, buddy. All right. We're tell just me about solar up. flares. So, yeah, flares. so uh, solar flare, large eruptions of le- electromagnetic radiation, right? Um, so the solar, mag- uh, solar magnetic, magnetic activity cycle is... Uh, 11, 11 years, basically, it, it cycles through this with a higher probability and lower probability, more sunspots and less sunspots. And it's going to peak. It's expected to peak in 2025. So that's coming up, buddy. Um, now, most of the time, solar flares don't I mean, solar flares don't hurt people when that when it happens. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to damage people. What it is going to damage is electrical systems. Um you know, think about uh, all the money you have in the bank that's on a little computer there that uh, might just uh, not come on. ATMs that might not work. Um, what else? A million other things, you know, healthcare systems, all sorts of that sort of stuff. So very exciting. Um, the U.S. government expected that if there is a large uh, solar flare, a large um, uh, electromagnetic pulse that that took out the power grid in the United States, they said uh, 90%, 90% of, uh, of American citizens would be dead within a year. So, you know, so, I mean, that's something. And that's just starvation. You know what I mean? When the grocery store doesn't get restocked and the, all the uh, freezers go down, you're out of luck unless you've got food at your house. Unless you're ready to party at home, you know, you might be in a bad situation. Um, I would expect there to be a... a large amount of root, uh, looting and uh, mass and panic. Exactly. Mass panic. Yeah. If you can't get your money and nobody knows how much you have, what you have in your pocket is all you got, you know, that, that exactly. is right. But here's the thing. I mean, I always, 
you know, we, we tell people oh, it'd be great if you kept, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever, you know, in cash and, and whatever. Right. But honestly, with the possibility of inflation and stuff, it's hard to say even what's right now. I personally feel like my money is safer at home than it is in a bank. Mm -hmm. um, banks are collapsing left and right. It is technically insured. If you listen to people like Glenn Beck and stuff, you know, you're going to be able to get your money out of the bank. What you need to worry about is you're not going to be able to buy anything with the money. That's right. the bigger problem. Like it's going to be a short term problem of not being able to get your money out of the bank. Mm -hmm. And then even if you had three grand, say even 10 grand cash, that is going to put you ahead for that two or three weeks when everybody's freaking out. Right. But then after that, you're just as screwed as everybody else. So mm -hmm. yeah, having a couple grand set aside is a good play and I recommend it. No problem with that at all. Um, I'm just saying there are other things you can do to prepare and that's basically make yourself so you don't need to run out and get things, you know, Make it so that you need to, you know, you have what you need. You have food for your family. You have guns and ammo. You have water that you're able to drink. That way you're not dependent on society and a structure that, you know, is able to provide these things. Right. So moving right along, there's so much stuff going on here. Moving right along to war with China. Yeah, so war with China will halt, will stop trade. U.S. supplies many products. Uh, they would soon run out. Low, uh, and and it would paralyze a lot of businesses that get their, their stuff from China. So right. there could be some serious issues there. Well, the way I see it, there's like three three real threats that we, we see from war with Taiwan. Um, first off, I'm concerned about... Um, a cyber attack. I mean, China is very serious about, hey, we'll mess with you. And it turns out they have some decent stolen software. I know the CIA likes to share some really screwed up programs that people could use to kind of take down, take down an Iranian nuclear facility or, you know, to really disrupt things where they can actually destroy physical hardware, maybe a, a grid. Um, the CIA likes to share that kind of stuff with people. China is very happy to take free stuff that gets shared on the internet. You probably haven't realized this, but that's a thing. So that's one concern, cyber threat. Two, I'm afraid of an actual kind of um, physical war, which might entail something like an EMP, which you know fits along with what you were saying with solar flares. Um, you know, it's basically the same type of threat in the long run, except when China does it, you actually have the possibility of an invasion of ground troops later on. Now, I see the I, I guess it's the normalcy bias of things never change. I don't see a hardcore um, cyber attack or an EMP type threat as my biggest concern with war with China. I think realistically, we need to be looking into what happens if the grid collapses. You know, if, uh, if, I, sorry, I said the grid collapses. That's not what I meant. What I meant is what happens if um, they, uh, 
they stop exporting all that stuff at Walmart. What if I go to Walmart and it's not on the shelves? Right. It's not um, there. And Taiwan makes all those chips. Remember, you couldn't get those chips for your car stereo. You know, you buy a new uh, Dark Horse Mustang and it doesn't come with the upgraded stereo because right. they don't have chips to do it. These they are can't do it. problems that you need to be thinking about. Um, yeah. So what, what do you see here with China? What what are your concerns and, and kind of in more detail? What, yeah, what, I mean, what I would... What I would say is is one of the major issues, one of the major things that they've been working on, that they've been focusing on, is how to disrupt uh, U.S. infrastructure, you know? So it would be, be basically shutting down power plants, uh, shutting down water systems. There have already been multiple attempts and, like, almost almost just like, um, you know, touching the touching the electric fence around making, you know, seeing if it's still charged, kind of going yeah. around, seeing yeah. the weak points, you know, that sort of thing. I um, always, there's definitely always, been a lot of things. Yeah. I always feel like the, the shots at the power stations and we actually had some at the power stations in North Carolina, not that far from me in the last three months, but I feel like that's, that could be China kind of test in the waters. I know you're thinking, oh, they're so smart. They wouldn't need to be sending over people to be shooting. You know, they never catch anybody who shoot up these power stations. Have you noticed that? <laughs> it seems suspicious. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff that's been going on with these with cyber attacks and uh, power stations. You know, who knows what kind of backdoors they already have set up so they can shut it down when they want to. You know, obviously shutting down power uh, power plants and water systems and, and utilities like that, that's an act of war. But if uh, China gets into it with ta- uh, Taiwan, that might already be the case anyway. You know, uh, it's going to, it's going to punch a huge hole in um, us and allied chain of defense uh, in the, in the Pacific region. So it's something that is a, a major threat, at least the United States views it as a major threat. And um, you know, I don't know. It seems that, uh, Biden seems uh, more than happy to go to war with anybody that that wants to wants to do it. So um, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect to to have no consequences if if China invades Taiwan. And you know there a lot of people are expecting it within the next two years. So it might be ten years out. It might never happen. But it also might be right around the corner here. They're kind of watching Russia right now. You know, yeah. seeing what the United States is doing with Russia. And can the United States do an embargo on China? I don't know. We get a lot of stuff from China. You know what I mean? Exactly. Who are we punishing? Right. When we're like, hey, no more buying and selling with China. Right. Who, who does that hurt? That probably damaged the United States as much as it would damage China. And it would damage China. But mm-hmm. it definitely would damage us. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, honestly, you know, everybody's always like, oh, well you know, don't buy Chinese stuff. And I'm like, well, I go to tractor supply. So yeah. pretty much everything I buy is Chinese stuff. And yeah, not, everything is everything is Chinese stuff. I, I don't want it to be that way. I mean, I do. There are certain things that I buy that are quality that, you know. Right. Um, hey, Nobody's buying my Chinese guns cars, you know. We'll give that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you that. Mm-hmm. You know, I might Dodge Ram, what made in Canada or Mexico. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. close. It's not really made in the United States if it's American car company. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, but right, it's not made in China. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about Russia now. We're already talking about Russia. We got into it a couple of times, uh, mentioned it. So, I mean, Russia is right up there with uh, cyber attacks and and misinformation and all that sort of good stuff. A lot of people are pro Russia for for whatever reason. I mean, I guess supporting a autocratic dictator invading a free elected country, you know, free uh, republic country. What you know, whatever. I guess some people are into dictators. That's fine. That's your thing. But there is uh, now. Did you see that they just uh, this morning or last night they just basically firebombed ba- uh, Bakhmut? Nope. They uh, they just dropped phosphorus all over uh, all over it, and the whole damn thing's on fire now. Everybody that's in there probably burnt up. So. They're going to they're going to be able to capture it. You know, they'll be able to capture the ashes that's left, you know, whatever's left of that city. But, you know, I think it's it's pretty much over over there at, you know, for that city anyway. Right. I don't know. Putin, it's a crazy world going on. Yeah. A lot of people are worried that, um, you know, that there's going to be some sort of uh, nuclear exchange. Uh, I don't think that I think that Russia is not dumb enough to to do that even though they talk about it nonstop. you know yeah. it's like every day all day uh yeah. they're they're recommending uh assassinating uh Zelensky again they tried it in the beginning you know they there were like 10 or 12 like uh real attempts to take him out but um i think they're they're back at it now they they decided that they uh he's he's too much of a too much of a problem for them you know, so we'll see what happens, you know, all sorts of good stuff coming up, all sorts of potential, you know, that's, that's it. It's just like, there's threats from everywhere. You feel like the walls are closing in, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't see a scenario. So that's all the outside. There's just so much that we can't control. Um, and honestly, when we have our leadership in the white house, it doesn't feel like, and honestly, in Congress, I'm not just putting all this on Biden. Um, our, our country's leadership doesn't exactly come across as strong, as organized, or as together. You know, it used Competent, to be that intelligent. we had that. Yeah, yeah, any of those don't come to mind when I think yeah. of the U.S. government. It used to be that you felt like, well, we can come together as Americans and whatever, but we just argue about nonsense. You yeah. know, we just, and, and yeah. I'm talking more in Washington, not, mm-hmm. yeah, not, not people, real people, but, but our government for sure. And, and real people, I just count as people who talk to each other and the rest are, you know, like <laughs> in zombie land. I don't even know, yeah. but a lot of things like we kept here in China is saying, you know, Oh, well, if we invade uh, Taiwan, we want to do it while Biden's still president. Mm-hmm. And because we don't think he would be a real threat. And they, when other countries don't see you as a competent leader, there's problems. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what would happen if, if China invaded Taiwan with the United States. I don't know if we would get involved or not. Um, but they, there was an internal memo, memo in, uh, coming out of Beijing that, that got leaked that I saw that was, uh, definitely interesting. they definitely went through a list of things that Russia made a mistake with their invasion and things to, uh, 
you know, things to take care of, you know, right at the start of the invasion. One of their first things is is assassinating the prime minister. That's on the top of their list, you know. So it sounds like a lot of that sort of stuff is is uh, I don't know. They're they're definitely making plans for it. And it seems suspicious. But, you know, talking about external threats, um, what was it? The uh, the the Kung flu. Uh, yes. COVID. So now Pandemic, they're talking about right? swine flu and they're talking about bird flu. Right. So those are still two very, very real potential threats that, you know, we just got through one pandemic. It was a damn nightmare. So, yeah. you know, get ready for number two and number three coming up it, in the next. Five it definitely seems like I mean, I feel like Americans are just done with it. And a lot of it, I believe, was more hype than reality as far right. as the whole. And I think, honestly, the way it was handled created a lot more deaths more problems than then right then it, it helped um I, I i'm more thinking like back in the beginning if you remember the beginning of covid new york wasn't even like picking up people um yeah that's right if you called them we're like oh i'm having a heart attack they're like nope covid yeah. death you're done with nope. yeah yeah. You didn't, you didn't make it. Sorry, you buddy. It. You didn't make and it. It just, there was so much crazy going on. And, and I feel like people are done with that. Mm. So am I saying that you could die from COVID? No. I, I mean, obviously I believe you could. Right. I, that's not my point. My point is we didn't help things. We didn't no. do things. The in response a was way. Not, And not honestly, great. right. And honestly, I feel like we could uh it it wasn't as big of a threat as they made it out to be and then our reaction just kind of made everything worse mm -hmm. um right. i feel like our heroin problem is a big thing nobody uh seems to deal with that we have we have so, so many things going on that you know that's and that's probably not but a, a virus or pandemic is definitely a real concern and something we need to prepare for. So what would you do to kind of prepare for a pandemic? I mean, my thought, well, I mean, I'm not going out, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, a lot of it is, is what you would prepare, what you should have prepared for, for the last one that you didn't think about, you know, uh, we probably all have more masks than we need at the house at this point, you know, but. And more toilet paper. And more, to yeah. Stock up on the toilet paper. Not a bad idea at this point. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Everybody got to stay home and wipe their butt with their hands. And, you know, I don't they, know what you do. They say that the shit, sh the, the future is a shit show. The toilet <laughs> paper is going to pay off, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, I'm, um, you know, I'm not back in, in my backyard with the garden hose stuck in my butt crack. Oh. Um, got to get ready for that, you know? Yeah. Make sure your toilet paper supply is fully stocked. Um. I think there's a there's a lot of things that in the next two years that, you know, could come to fruition as far as, you know, problems. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that probably won't happen. You know, a lot of things that we're talking about that probably won't be an issue. And there's a lot of things that we're not even thinking about that will be an issue. Right. Um, it, it's always best to kind of prepare in a, in a broad way, you know. Stock up on your food, stock up on your toilet paper, make sure you have access to clean water. Um, all those sorts of things are, are ways to prepare. 
but what you're preparing for might not be the problem that you're running into, you know, don't, don't specifically prepare for solar flares uh, at the expense of every other thing that could go wrong, you know, broad strokes is what I'd recommend. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is, is that you need to prepare, like have the stuff on hand to be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what it is to be a prepper, right? Can I I get my own water? Can I get my own food? How dependent um, are we on the outside environment, the outside world? You know, what can, when everything turns to shit, do I have to run to Walmart and buy 10 bags of rice? Right. Do I have to go get those last minute? Oh, my gas cans aren't filled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the stores are going to close and I can't go to the bank. I need to go get gas because I'm not going to be able to get anymore. These are right. the things you want to think of while you're in control and you can make the decisions instead of when you're in a separate, you know, a, a different time. Right. 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 That I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with, you know running out to the to the grocery store to grab a couple of things but when everybody else is freaking out because they don't have any food at home that grocery store gets a lot more dangerous you know you grab the last can of uh creamed cream corn off the shelf and now you have to get in a fist fight with an old lady you know that's that's not the situation you want to be in you want to have this stuff ready to go and ready to party you don't have to get in a shootout at the at the gas station you know because some guy cut in line in front of you and now you have to you know now you have to fight it out. Um, you don't want to be in that that spot. You know, when it comes to prepping, that's the sort of thing that we're we're talking about. You don't want to be the one that's that's in trouble. That's you know, that's trying to get the last little bit of of this and that off the shelf before uh, you know before grandma picks it up. And uh, you know that we saw that panic. We saw that panic during the pandemic. Right at the beginning, I remember going to the. I remember going to the grocery store to pick up a couple of things and I just got a text message on the, as I was walking in, I got a text message that they're closing all the schools. And by the time I was checking out, there were people like pushing their way in there, grabbing the last carts and, you know, shoving through the produce section, trying to, trying to buy the last piece of chicken, trying to buy up, you know, the last, uh, the last uh, bag of lettuce on the shelf. You know, I I saw people were really freaking out. Now, and why were they closing the schools? What was that all for, about? For the for COVID. Oh, right. I mean, yep. right at the beginning of COVID, yeah. And well, once they announced they're closing the schools, people just freaked out. You know, at least in my my county here in upstate New York, um, I'm sure that those sorts of panics happened all over the country, though. You know, probably all over the world. And yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that that guy that, you know, has to fight it out, you know, over some bullshit, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Right. Have, a, have some food at home. Don't don't make this a, a an emergency where you have to get to the, the grocery store because you're going to starve to death. And, you know, you're going to be out of food in in uh, two days, you know? Yeah, Not exactly. And then that's the the other thing. Like we have so much going on that we can't even control. I mean, there's you know, China, Russia keep messing with the money supply. Mm -hmm. Um, They keep, you know, basically we're not really the world's reserve currency anymore. I mean, it's, we are, and we're not, 
like it's like teetering every day between we're kind of setting the standard and we're not, but people mm-hmm. are buying oil in, you know, um, in, in the Chinese yuan or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah, right. And trying to get rid of that U S dollar. And they feel like it's a, a better thing. And, but their economy shit. I mean, China's on the verge of collapse every day. Right. Russia's hanging in just barely. Right. And, you know, we're, we're barely hanging in there and there's so many factors that are outside of our control mm-hmm. that we need to start preparing. You know, you need to step up your game and make sure you have the supplies that yeah. when things go to crap, you're just not running out. And I'm not saying that it's going to be, you know, the end of the world. I'm not saying there's nothing. I'm just saying, damn, couldn't you be put yourself in a way better position for an ugly future, you know, right. for things that I see. It used to be like speculation, like five years ago, you were like, yeah, the economy might go to shit. Um, yeah. Things might go bad. I mean, now every day when we turn on the news, you're like, Ooh, you know, is it going to yeah. be today or is it going to be next week? Right. It's not, Oh, in the next 10 years, we're going off a cliff. It's, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like and we're going off the cliff maybe next tomorrow. Yeah. It, it, it's bad. Yeah. The thing that, that worries me most about China is that China is going to collapse in the next 10 to 15 years. They, their, their population is old. You know, there's not enough young people going into nursing, being becoming doctors to take care of all these old people. All these old people are going to retire. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to keep working until the day they die, at least a lot of them are planning that way now. And uh, China knows this. China knows it's going to. And one of the things that they want to do before that happens to them is to get uh, Taiwan back in the fold. You know, it's it's an emergency because their their economy is going to collapse sometime in the next 10 to 15 years. And they know that's happening. So. When people get desperate, desperate, they do desperate things. But, you know, what are you going to do? Get ready. You know, it's time to stock up. It's time to get, uh, keep all that stuff, uh, keep all that stuff going. You know, if you listen to this show, you've probably been prepping. Right. You know, all I would say is keep, you know, keep going. No, I think, I think uh, some form of war with Taiwan is inevitable. Mm -hmm. Right. It just, I don't know what that means. You know, like I said, I don't know if that just means it slows down our trade. It, you know, some kind of weird trade restrictions with China. Mm-hmm. That sucks. If we're not getting the chips that Taiwan is producing, that sucks. Um, and I feel like you had just touched on it. China is getting where they're in a desperate situation. Um, you know, they're, with their economy, I think they said that 75% of China's economy is real estate. Mm-hmm. And with that, and the real estate market is crashing, you know, over right. in China. Mm-hmm. And because, well, it turns out they did this whole Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Uh, we had touched on it in the past, but basically it was like, hey, prepay for all these buildings we're going to build and we're going to set you up. And then they just never finished the buildings. Right. 
and they kept taking the money more and more, you know, prepay for these, prepay for these. Right. Well, the problem is it's kind of like the U.S. government where they're like, oh, well, you can't sue the government. Well, the problem is all the people doing these Ponzi schemes are the government. Right. I don't like happens in the U.S., which is kind of weird. But, you know, I don't know. So that's basically my concerns for what's going on from external threats. So we're actually going to do another episode that we're going to record in about five minutes if you're watching us on YouTube. If not, if you're catching us on the uh, podcast. You have to wait another week. Wait another week. It'll be the the Mother's Day special episode, right? (laughs) Think of mom and think of how the world's coming to an ugly, ugly end. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're basically going to talk about more domestic threats because there's a whole lot going on. It turns out we don't need the rest of the world to screw us up. Yeah, we're doing fine, aren't we? We can do that all on our own. And I got a lot of things that you need to be worried about. And there's a lot of steps that you could be taking to prepare, you know, for such a crappy world. So I'd appreciate it if you like and subscribe, if you enjoyed this. Um, lots of comments. Love that. Um, tell your friends, man. Share the episode, you know, get other people on it. And we really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys showing up. But yeah, if you stick around, probably in the next five minutes, we're going to be starting another one. And I would say questions, concerns, comments, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment i'm will cooper and you're listening to hunt stands make your mark podcast on the waypoint podcast network Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.